Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another Healing Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. My name is Loren Gailey, and today we're going to an angelic realm where there is healing and comfort to be found. My guest today is international recording artist and healer, Eric Berglund, from Mount Shasta, California. The music that Eric creates and the songs that he sings are angelic in nature, they come from the angels, and they're meant to heal. He does work with the Celtic harp and other instruments, as we'll hear, and each piece of his work is designed to bring a higher vibration, a positive vibration, so that we all can co-create a paradigm of paradise here on Earth. So Eric is a perfect example of someone truly living his passion. He takes his musical talents and he blends them with spirit and the healing power of God, love, and all that is. So welcome, Eric. It's so good to have you here with us today. Thank you. It's my great pleasure to be with you all today. Well, Eric's music is absolutely beautiful. We're going to play some for you today. And you'll also be able to hear some on his website, which is ericberglund.com. I'd like to spell that for you. It's E-R-I-K-B-E-R-G-L-U-N-D. So that's ericberglund.com. You can find his music there, including my favorite, Angel Chants. So now, Eric, tell us you've just finished several engagements this past week. Well, I was just at several engagements here in Mount Shasta. One was the Wessock, another was the Harmonic Concordance, and another was with an Incan shaman um, from Peru called um, We Are You. So, um, so that was just really wonderful. Not only did I get to perform and, and share what I had, but I got to learn new things as well, which was really beautiful. And I'd love to get to do it here in Mount Shasta, which is such a beautiful place and a PowerPoint, because most of the time I'm all over, and I, uh, as I just got back from um, Italy and Spain, I gave a, a retreat in Montserrat, which is Spain's Mount Shasta, a very beautiful um, place, without the, the Black Madonna, and um, which even the monks there say is Isis, and we, I got to play right underneath the Black Madonna in a beautiful chapel called the Chapel of the Angels. And uh, they call it the heart chakra of the earth. And so that was very special as well. Any miraculous experiences that you'd like to share? Any any messages that came to you? Oh, there are just always, always so many miracles and wonderful stories. I was in Bucharest recently, and in, in um, Bucharest there was a woman who... Um, got cancer and they left the chemotherapy on her too long so they had to cut off her arm and her whole body was still just giving so much radiation and the doctors didn't know what to do with her and uh, my organizer um, paid for her to come from Transylvania to Bucharest and it was a big auditorium hundreds and hundreds of people and so I didn't know about this she was just in the audience in the back somewhere and we did uh, in the healing we did a big thing for releasing electromagnetic radiation and then after I did that we were doing some real powerful music where I just had goosebumps through my whole body and I knew something special was happening well the next day she had to see her doctor and the because um, it was already scheduled and all the cancer was gone it was instantaneous yeah isn't that wonderful and we've had many things where um, like um 
Oh, I was out in um, in Belgium just now. I uh, played uh, at a place outside of Brussels, and it turned out that it was Waterloo. And it turned out that the day of my seminar was the exact anniversary of the Battle of Waterloo. So I asked to stop at the battlefield down the way, and I took the harp out. Before I could even play it, the um, wind started to play the harp, and I could see all the souls from the battlefield that were still there, and they began to, to um, lift up. And then we went into the seminar, and it was a whole healing of the Battle of Waterloo. So there are all kinds of things that can happen with the with the harp. I I, I, I kind of never know what's going to happen. In Norway, for example, we um, did a healing for what the deepest thing for each person was. And then um, one person, when we finished, was still crying. And I, I asked her, um, you're still crying. Well, what, how come? Because I feel you're okay. And she said, oh yeah, I'm okay, of course. But the, uh, but just where I was. Um, and where she, well, we said, well, where were you when we looked? And she had entered the inner realms of Valhalla, where the the souls were in continuous battle. And at first, of course, it was fun. It's what they loved. But after a time, after centuries, they were tired of doing it. <laughs> so we, we asked for permission, and then we released Valhalla. <laughs> and there was thundering and lightning. It was, the whole air was so heavy, and it was the longest thunder we had ever heard. And when we finished the whole thing, the next day was just peaceful and beautiful. And when we did our morning movement sessions, all we could do was just laugh. The energy was just had been so transformed. So there's much transformation and much healing that, that is, can be done at this time because you probably know that we're in this tremendous time of transformation on the earth. And everything that has ever been on the earth is allowed to be here to vibrate so that it can be healed, so that it won't go into this new era that we're coming into. And that's the work that you do, and it comes mostly from the music. It's a combination because it comes a great deal with the healing as well. Of course, great healing comes in music, and people come to the concerts, and people actually are healed in the concerts. I, I mean, just even now this weekend, I had people tell me that it was the most memorable evening of their life and they would never forget it. Um, so I, I, I often have that, and people often come and, and are healed right in the concerts. But I would say the biggest healing comes with the healing, when we just direct in the healing. I'm a little bit like the guy in Green Mile, um, where I pull energy out and people feel things are lifted up and so and then when, as a group when we go together sometimes I'll combine it with music and that's very powerful too when we do the two together so anyway it's a combination it's not just the music it's fascinating and so for those who don't know you or have not heard your music yet tell us exactly what's going on are you calling in the angels and then you said you're pulling the energy out. Is, is that through intention? It's, it's through intention, but also I've been doing it so long that a lot of it happens even, even without. But of course, when I, I use intention, then, then of course that, that amplifies it. So, um, so I call on ahead of time, and then, and then I have special frequencies that I work with, so I have, there's just a lot, a lot of things going, going on. Um, through the recordings themselves, there are special frequencies that go through the, through the recordings, in addition to the intention, in addition to the angels, in addition to the melodies. Years ago, um, I heard the, that the angels had beautiful melodies, and they were just waiting for people to, um, um, bring them forth and I said oh that sounds great I'd love to do that so I made a what we all can do I made a beautiful picture of what I desired and put an affirmation under it and I had all the in the picture all the angels pouring their energy through me and then me singing and playing and having it go out to to um, the people and and so then that happened and we all can do that with whatever we feel we would desire make a picture of it put an affirmation and then look at it every day and amplify it and and that's one way to bring into our lives what we what we would like. So that was the beginning, and then um, and then I've just learned many things since that can enhance um, what I do and make things more powerful. One very 
I feel the most one of the most powerful things that we can do. We're talking about healing, um, healing conversations with what you do. Is that um, as you know, our life on this earth. Earth is a schoolroom, and we're here to to learn lessons. And um, when we talk about healing, it it's learning the lesson. So if something comes up to be healed, there's always a lesson. If you look at your hand and you placed it in front of you, we're all the creators of what happens in our lives. And say, so here's a, a lesson to learn. You put your hand out. Well, if you turn your palm over, there's the solution. We cannot have anything that needs to be healed without having the solution. The answer to everything is given because it was just a lesson to learn. And um, Right now, the cosmic law has said that we've learned all our lessons, it's time to graduate, and we actually aren't learning anything new, that we're just, if we think we're learning something, actually we're just remembering something that we already knew. And so, since time is an illusion, which is one of the things, it's just something that has been created so we can learn our lessons, primarily a time span between what we put out and our reaction time so we can feedback what what we put out and then learn from. Well, if time is an illusion, what we can do is we can go into the future. Um, time is an illusion. You could think of it like as a DVD. When you have the whole DVD, it's already complete, but you can play it, and at any point, you can, you're in the moment with what's going on, all caught up in it. You can have emotions, you can laugh, you can cry, but, but it's already all complete. You could go to the end, and if you didn't catch something, you can go in reverse, or you can fast forward, go to the future. Well, time is like that, it's an illusion, everything that's happening. So with our minds, everything happens in consciousness first, we can shift into the future where we've already learned the lesson of whatever's happening. And then we can bring our future self down and combining and mixing our future self with who we are now, we can more easily go through the what's happening in our lives. Also, we can direct a timeline to that place in the future where we've already mastered whatever the lesson is that we're working on. So with our minds, we're mixing our future self with now. Your music is here to put us in that good vibration to think positively and and reach forward with our mind or reach upward. It is. That's exactly what, what the music is meant to do. Well, one easy way of doing it is just to take your hands over your head and with your hands over your head you just feel your future self that has already learned the lessons and then you, you then you bring your hands down and as you draw your hands down you just feel that you're drawing your future self right down into you that's learned whatever lesson that's happening now learned how to deal with money with the economy learned uh, learning how to find solutions for the environment learning for healing anything that may happen in your body and you just bring it down and then you go feel it going into every atom every cell right into the dna right into the genetic codes right into the belief systems that are are behind whatever is happening in your life that's what you teach also in your workshops yeah yeah that's my my favorite thing right now and of course we can combine it when you have a big group um with the concerts i just gave we did all this special music for for healing the earth and for for um bringing in all the energy and at the very end we ended with uh, do you know the song if we only have love now we only have love we can reach those in pain we can heal all our wounds we can use our own names and we did that so powerfully but but we did it um after we brought down our future selves first and then if you have a a huge crowd that's drawn down their future self also drawing um for example the power of um there are a lot of energies that are touching the earth right now um one of them the energy from sirius which is the energy for letting go because to bring in the new we have to let go of the old before the new and Sirius is the brightest star in the sky and the energy of it is blue and that's the energy that's having us let go so it, we of course can let go by being a tsunami or being in a fire or some of the dramatic things that are happening on the earth and will be increasing or 
we can let go ahead of time in our consciousness with our mind and then when everyone else is letting go we don't have to let go and then we can be the light to help others and then we're also being touched by the energy of the Pleiades which is restructuring and then we're touched also by the energy of the Great Bear which are energies that bring in all kinds of new energies and one of the stars that's touching the earth that is extremely powerful at this time is the star of evolutionary change and that's the energy that's bringing in the paradise vibration and so as a group we um, when we're all together we all reach up to this star and draw this energy down this paradise energy and bring it tangibly with our consciousness because everything comes first from consciousness before it comes into form and then with that then we can change things and so <laughs> it's wonderful to do and then music touches the emotions so that's why it's great to combine it with the music let's take a listen now to angel chants healing angels You just blow me away, and I'm again, I'm just amazed to be here speaking with you, and I appreciate it. You mentioned, Eric, that there's special frequencies in the music. Yes. Are you, you've probably heard of Nikola Tesla. Oh, yes. I, yes. Well, have you heard of John Keeley? Someone like Nikola Tesla, only okay. his work was with sound. Okay. And um, so I'm working with the, the reincarnation of John Keeley, working with sound. Now, there are many things out there. Um, one of the things that's really powerful, um, people put under cell towers and so on, it's, it's a combination of metals mixed with resin, 
Organite. Are you familiar with Organite? Organite, yeah. Yeah, so some of the psychics say Organite is to people what water is to dolphins. It's such a healing tool. So it gets rid of electromagnetic radiation, which is why they're burying it under cell towers and it helps neutralize and so on. Well, anyway, when I record, we use a whole lot of Organite created in these huge donut-like shapes, um, similar that were used in the Philadelphia experiments. And so I'm using all these powerful tools that are right on the microphones, work through the cords as I record, and it gets these special frequencies get embedded into the sound. And so they, um, they, they come through it. Actually, there's special frequencies that are coming right through the phone that I'm speaking on for this recording. Um, you could, if, <laughs> or you're listening to the radio, but if you were, people can have phone sessions with me, they can actually take the phone and put it on any part of their body that doesn't feel well, and the energies will come right through the phone. So these are special frequencies that um, are very deliberately um, added into the sound to to create healing, to move the energies the most powerfully they can, in addition to the healing energy that just comes from the angels that's embedded in the melodies, and then, of course, when I sing, that's in my voice, because, um, well, everything is intention, and I have been singing for so many decades and playing for so long with this intention. So whatever we do um, with rhythm and intention, it, it creates a momentum um, that is there that, that is just used. Um, so, so all of this combines in, to make um, the energy more, more effective and more healing. The angel chants came up before I had all these healing frequencies in it. So that's just purely me and the angels. <laughs> but it's wonderful, and it brings in the angels, and you felt the energy from that. But I do have some other CDs that, taught, that contain what I was just talking about. Now, one of the CDs that I have is called Creating Paradise, and it's my words with music. And um, it actually gets rid of chemtrails. Um, we we have we have a lot of chemtrails in California and in particular over Mount Shasta there are a lot of chemtrails and any time a chemtrail comes we put the CD on and within five, within five minutes you can see the chemtrail coming up towards the house then it stops nothing over the house and then you see it in the distance on the other side and I have a friend who said I don't believe that that's impossible I don't believe it all so. A chemtrail went over and said, look, and then I went in, and I turned on the CD, and then I had my friend come out and say, look, do you see it? And my friend said, yes, I see it, and I still don't believe it. <laughs> so it happens, whether you believe it or not. Wow. I, I've done that before with holding my hands up, just sending pure love out of my hands into when I see the chemtrails here in Colorado. And the same thing, it's not, it's not as big as a separation, but there's definitely a separation. So maybe That's wonderful. Our intent can do, can do anything, well, especially when it's combined oh. with love <laughs> and the energy of the heart. Yes. Have you seen rainbow clouds, clouds that maybe with sunglasses on? Wow. I've seen rainbows, of course, and, and I've seen the ring around the moon that makes rainbows. We had one um, interesting time in... Um, Again, this was in um, Romania. I was out in Transylvania. We were opening the portals of Transylvania. And I had all these people come with me, and I didn't know what I was going to do. And I had uh, almost 160 people following me, and I didn't know what we were going to do. But then we got there, and we did this beautiful meditation. And, while I, and in the meditation, I visualized we, all these rainbows coming over. At that point, we were visualizing them over the Middle East. And then people said, Eric, Eric, look, look. And the same rainbows that I was describing in the meditation were physically right over us. And there wasn't a cloud in the sky. It wasn't rainy at all. And here were all these rainbows. And they were in the exact, it wasn't like the arc rainbow. It was in the whatever shape that I had described in the, um, in the meditation. So I've seen those, but I haven't seen rainbow clouds. I'd love to see rainbow clouds. That sounds beautiful. You'll have to come out to Colorado then. We've had a lot. 
You know, it's just fascinating that you go all over the world with this work. How did you know, or when did you know, that this was something for you to just go for it and then trust that you'll be taken care of? Well, I was living in New York City. Uh, I was with a wonderful being called Hilda Charlton, and uh, plus I played for all kinds of spiritual groups in New York. And... um, New York City is a cancer city, which is why people love New York. I mean, cancer astrologically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so the I love New York and hard to get away. It was hard for me to, to leave. I wasn't born there, but I was living there for several years. And so it was hard to leave New York. I thought, how can I live a healthy lifestyle outside of New York because <laughs> of the organic restaurants and everything? And, and, um, and I'd been told that I had to leave by some psychic people that I knew that spiritual psychic people that I trusted, but it was very hard to leave, but it was kind of like, um, he was telling me that I had to, it was like jumping off a cliff, you just had to go and and just absolute trust, so I left New York and all my security and the financial finances that I had there um, to do what I'm doing now, and um, with just unblind faith, and then it worked, so... Um, here I go. I mean, sometimes I'll go to a country and I, with all my equipment, and you know, I don't know, I don't know the people, I don't know what's going to happen in a strange country, and and yet it works. You know, the angels are there, and so I don't put my trust in other people. I put my trust in God, and God works through other people, and then and then with the angels and with the God, the right people come to help to move, and then I always feel it's not about me it's we're all doing it my last tour was in spain and we had a they had a uh, a whole team that was helping promote what i was doing one person was in charge of the healings another for the concert another for the workshops and i just it was so wonderful and and i just don't feel it's me i feel i'm part of a team physically with the angels with with all of us and then on the greater scheme all of us light workers all over the world all of us that are working for paradise all of us that want a better world we're all working together one of the things that is going to be part of this paradise is that that we have this unity that we feel that we're all one that we all have our spiritual family that we're all working together and all over the world i find that's one of the desires of people people want to be with their spiritual family and when we are with our spiritual family, and it can be physical, but it can also be on the inner. And when we, we combine on the inner, well then of course it has to come on the outer. And that is so beautiful that we're not just us, we're all together, we're all doing it together. And we're all here at this time for this specific moment in time. Yes, this and grand time of transformation on planet Earth. I feel it's like a big cake, and right now we're in the oven, and so we're baking. It's hot on planet Earth, and it's probably going to get hotter. But when it finishes and we come out of the oven, it's going to be a beautiful cake. It's going to be a beautiful paradise on this Earth. We just need to hold these visions, use these tools that you have to reach higher in the midst of it, to let things go, to change freely, to move quickly through that change. Do you think this could be a short transition? Could it be the next couple of years? Well, I've been listening to, and again now, with all kinds of prophecies from, from you know, many different sources, and it's not going to be instantaneous. <laughs> um, it's not just the world isn't going to magically turn in 2012. It's beyond. Um, it could be, from most places, they hear it, it's probably like by by tw- by 2020 things will have kind of begin will be over the period that we're in and begin to shift and by probably 2050 will full blast be in in the, the new era and so with with things on earth happening now especially with the oil leak in the gulf these help to be a catalyst to wake people up even more and again, bring in even newer technologies that show everyone it's ludicrous to go and try to build the deepest well in our oceans. So what are your thoughts? Well, it's kind of part of the prophecies. Um, Edgar Casey said that at the, 
the the governments of the world would become you know so corrupt and you know um, and that the, all the oceans and the lands would be so polluted and um, that then the earth changes would full blast kick in and all of all of this would just be obsolete <laughs> as people are just um, you know struggling to survive the Incan shaman, shaman that I was just with he said the whole earth is going to just be covered with water and people will be taken off the planet for over um, for a year before they can even come back in uh, I mean there's some and some of the other people were talking about um, the, mm. the that the solar flare is coming on 2012, the number one thing that the scientists on the Earth are concerned about. And I know this is true because I played music with a bunch of leading scientists um, that were working in the UK that were from all over the world, from Australia, from Russia. And the biggest concern is the solar flares coming on 2012, which they feel could um, um, devastate the Earth. In fact, one of the most thorough things I heard was that you know that all the money that has disappeared that you know like they, they say trillions of dollars disappeared and where did it go and no one knows where it go and, and we just go on <laughs> and they say that that has gone into creating um, um, ways to deflect the solar flares when they come in 2012 there's so many crazy things out there that um, that we're hearing um, I just read yesterday too that in Nigeria that what's happened with the Gulf is uh, happens, everything that's happened with the Gulf happens every year in Nigeria, only it's been built up over and over and over. So things are happening far worse than we're even aware of. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, everything can change. I feel, um, you do know that sound was the destruction on Atlantis. And I feel that sound can shift everything again here when it's done with enough people enough love enough intention um, with the most powerful frequencies so um, it's all possible to shift things but part of the as I said at, at the very beginning everything that is found on the earth in order to be healed it has to vibrate in the school on earth we we come and have a lot of it because it's different lessons we have many lessons so as we're experimenting with our thoughts and feelings um then maybe in one life you loved someone and then they died maybe they you know went off to war maybe you were a woman and your husband died went off to war never came back and you were just bereft and you said oh i'm never going to love again and then you have this broken heart um maybe you were raped in a past life maybe you had all these terrible things in the past life well then the next life you come back and because they weren't healed they're still there and they affect your life in this life and um, but they're buried deep down inside so sometimes when people come for a healing usually most of the time when people come to me for a healing especially nowadays um, they really have something going on and and so we're working on that but in the past I've had people who were just you know curious to know what my healing was like so they'd come they'd set up a, an appointment well before they came they went into what is known as healing crisis everything came up something happened in their life and they came in crying and their body a mess and and it's because um, inside us everything is alive and intelligent we know from um, transplants that if you if you have an organ transplanted you'll take on the energy of the donor for example someone was afraid of of heights and then they took on the organ of a mountain climber and suddenly they were climbing mountains themselves someone else um, was gay and they took on an organ and they became straight um, mm. so um, everything just as our organs are alive and have an intelligence all our cells are alive they're all intelligent and so this part of us deep down inside of us that um, it desires to be healed everything desires to be healed the earth wants to be healed people want to be healed people don't want to be out of balance energies don't want to be out of balance so when it know when this part of us inside of us knows they can be healed it goes hey master don't forget me I'm here and it comes up and then presto there you are in a healing crisis 
and it's perfect because uh, if it were buried so far down then the healer might not notice it so this is what's happening on the earth right now the same same thing as, as with people same thing with the earth so these parts of the earth the energies that were here from when you just just look at known history look at the concentration camps in, of world war ii you go back to the middle ages and you go back into prehistory atlantis think of all the things that have been on this earth they can't go into this era of paradise they can't be underneath festering they have to come up so this is like healing crisis on planet earth and it's perfect because otherwise we might not see it, we might not give it our attention. For example, we're hearing about the Gulf, but now we find out about Nigeria, <laughs> and we didn't even know that, I didn't know this was going on in Nigeria, the same thing as the Gulf course, but nobody can talk about it, you know, they, and, it, and it's just been happening, and all the people, the waters are ruined, all their lives, everything, and it just happens year after year, and then it's in Africa, so no one cares, and then they can just have all the oil, but here they have some precautions, but then <laughs> even here they had it. So um, anyway, it's time for things that were hidden to be seen, so they can be healed, so light can pour on it. As soon as something sees the light and sees the sun, it begins to shift and change. I want to go back to your Incan, your Inca shaman, who oh, said yeah. that the he prophesizes that the the earth will be covered with water. Where do people yeah. go? Into spaceships? To another planet? I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, that's what he he implied. And in my heart, I don't feel that's going to happen. I, I like I feel it's safe here in Mount Shasta, where I live. Mount Shasta. Have you heard of Max the Crystal Skull? Yes, I have. Max came here, and and he said that Mount Shasta was going to be the first city of light, and he's going around activating different places. For those of you that aren't that are listening that aren't aware of Max, he's a crystal skull, and he comes from. Max himself says that he's from another um, galaxy, and he's like a living library of information. And when he was tested by the British Museum, they couldn't. Whereas, like modern crystal skulls they can even if you can't see with the naked eye with with special equipment you can see where it was cut and chipped well max you can't can't see it at all he's like one of the ancient crystal skulls and um when when he was here at my house and i got to do energy i have i work with all these laser lights and most of the lasers didn't but one laser when i worked with um the laser light through max the crystal skull everyone could see it you could see these like hieroglyphs inside it they look like a mixture of crop circles and like a mixture of egyptian hieroglyphs but it was something all different like it was a language and it was all you could see it three-dimensionally inside this crystal skull and when i got to work with a laser and with the healing work that i do with max everyone in the room was healed if whatever they had it was just wonderful so max says that um you know, Mount Shasta is going to be the city of light. He's preparing other places as cities of light. And so my sense is that there are going to be safe places around the earth. And particularly if enough energy, if people wake up enough and, and with the same energy that's used for destruction, the same energy could be used for positive, which needs a lot. <laughs> well, then things can shift and change. I don't know how much, but they can. They can shift and they can change. And in the end, it is going to be a paradise here. That I know. I don't know all the details, and I don't think anyone can say all the exact details. Mm -hmm. But in the end, it will be a paradise here. And for you in Mount Shasta, Lemuria, do you feel that you were on Lemuria in the past? Yes, I do. And one of the most powerful um, pieces that I always do in concert is a piece called the Lemurian Lament and people are usually just in tears um, and um, this chant was sung as um, to, well when Lemuria went down and the survivors would, were remembered Lemuria of course um, they would sing this chant the veils would part like in the midst of Avalon and then once again the energy of Lemuria would come on the earth and Lemuria represents everything that we forgot um, so many of us um, have forgotten, <laughs> well, we all have, we've forgotten who we are, and it's the grand mystery of life, as it says in Delphi, man, know thyself, is to 
bring all these parts back that we've forgotten and to awaken to who we really are. And as more and more pieces come back, like this grand mystery, like uh, <laughs> watching a, a Dan Brown movie or a book, you know, and you're unfolding this grand mystery and each, each piece leads to another. And so um, we all um, have memories of Lemuria and we have memories of Atlantis. Um, the Mount Shasta used to be part of Lemuria. I, I had read somewhere that um, after Lemuria went down, there was the Isles of California, and then that was separated from ocean from the rest of North America, and that there were still in, in the world existing maps of this. And I really desired to see this map. And at the time, I was, a, um, I had, I was on a trip. I was in Easter Island. And, and then whenever you go to Easter Island, when you... Um, visit Chile, you have to spend a day in Chile. You can't just fly from Easter Island. So we were spending the day in Chile, and we went to the home of the famous poet, and there on, on the third floor, on the whole wall, was this map, and it showed the Isle of California. It was just incredible. And so it was just kind of what I'd heard before. So here here we are in Lemuria. Um, there's mm. a, there was a wonderful channel who wrote many books about Telos, the city that's underneath Mount Shasta, and she just passed on. Um, her name was Aurelia Jones, and we had her funeral here at our house um, mm, outside. And, oh. um, and she's touched many, many people with all her stories of Telos and Lemuria. But right now, I feel people are feeling a little more Atlantis than they are um, Lemuria, although they're, they're, everything is at play. But but right now, the um, particularly with this oil spill, with what's happening with the governments, with the um, all the, the the Patriot Act, all these things are much more similar to Atlantis. And and those of us that have memories, um, we're being triggered with the memories of what happened on Atlantis. You mentioned that Lemuria is everything we forgot. I believe that the internet has made it feel very Atlantis to me, Atlantis-like to me. And with oh, yeah. the destruction that's going on in the technology where we can have a war, someone could sit in Cheyenne Mountain in Colorado Spring, shop at Costco over lunch hour, go back to his office and put a fighter plane in the air in Afghanistan and kill people and children and families. So that seems very Atlantis-like as well, but you were mentioning that with everything that we forgot, as more and more of us remember that it's really love that we can choose to be in. Yeah, love is what can do it. Love can melt mountains. Love can do everything. And so love is just like a muscle that has to be exercised. We go to a gym to exercise our body. The same thing with love. We have to exercise it. And when we exercise it more, then it has a greater power. So the way to, to, give, to give it exercise is to give it our attention. So it's real important to spend time. That's why I just loved it when we were in Montserrat in this chapter that I mentioned earlier, the Chapel of the Angels. Every, every morning we would, we would go there and... Um, I would play the harp. The harp vibrates the heart. There's a, a place called the Heart Math Institute in Boulder, California, and mm -hmm. there they've done all the studies on the heart, heart, and they've discovered that the harp vibrates the heart. That's one of the reasons that I play the harp, because it vibrates the heart. Um, if you have a heart problem, if you have a heart attack, you play harp music, either a re be by a real harp or hear harp recordings, then that begins to vibrate through you. And all of us could use more heart energy. And so the, anyway, I would, I would play the harp there. And, and then we, so that would take us more into the heart. And then you can just concentrate on in the silence. And we would go in the silence and just feel your heart, the total concentration on the heart. It's kind of like a, as if it's an, an open door. It's a gateway to energies that can put us in the right place at the right time where we meet the right people. Everything just happens and we go out of the linear um, 
mind or the brain and and we go and the heart creates its own reality it's the place that can create miracles so then by just being in the heart and if the mind wanders you say thank you mind and you come right back into the heart and then the um the that begins to work and you have to sit there for a little bit so then we would be there for a while and then after being there for a while then we would just sing using our voices with songs that were like that just generated this tremendous tremendous love and then then we it was like dessert and we were in this marvelous space and then we could go back to our hotel and we could do the work that we were doing um one of the main works that i've been doing with groups now is to release us from the matrix we have 44 points where we're connected to the matrix um, um each one does a different thing for example the point on the wrist is a point where we're connected with slavery as many of us have had past lives where we were slaves or sometimes as a woman we were like a slave or at the very least we've been a slave to time and and so there are these different points that connect us to the old matrix and by shifting them into light and letting them go then we become in the world but not of it so that we're not affected by the things that are happening outside and then we can just really be a light otherwise we're just affected in everything that happens the if we react um things come right into the body the body's like a computer so if you um if you have fear instantly the fear goes right into your kidneys if you're angry instantly the anger goes right into your liver if you're if you cry and you have grief it goes into your lungs and it just happens automatically so one of the most powerful things is to not react my formula for not reacting is to whatever happens you just say wow bring your hand over your head you bring it down and and then you say thank you and and then you can once you've stopped that stops the instant reaction and then you can you can do things like i said where you bring in your future self that's already um um learned the lesson from what's happening and then what would your future self do what would a master do and then you can um do that instead <laughs> that's a wonderful tool would you like now to share a meditation with us sure Chakra at the top of the head. 
Breathe in the crown chakra. Breathe out the crown chakra. In the crown. And now out the top of your head into a golden sphere of light where beautiful angels take your hands and lift you up. And you move through time and move through space till we come to the temple of the angels. We come down into the corridor and we see the beautiful realms of paradise that are about to unfold on this earth. A guide takes our hand and takes us into a special chamber where we're surrounded by angels. We see in this chamber the beautiful vision, the beautiful paradise for earth. These angels touch us and a grant all of the angels that are in this room point their hands towards us, light pours into us, and now a special angel comes and touches our third eye, and now we see the future, the future where all the lessons of this earth have been learned, and we see the paradise that is going to unfold, and we see how beautiful it is, clean air, beautiful sky, wonderful governments, people sharing, people connected with their soul families, people doing what they love to do, rainbows in the clouds, smiles on every face, the most beautiful earth that could be imagined. And we take this beautiful paradise and we blend it with us. We take this vision of the future and we connect it right through the top of our head, down through our spine. We feel it going out through our nerves, through our chakras, into every atom, into every cell, right into our DNA, right into the genetic codes that make us up, our future selves. We see all the angels around us pouring their energies into us, faith, power, love, wisdom, beauty, so that in the days to come, we are filled with all the power we are need. We are filled with all the wisdom to do the right thing, all the love that we can generate, transformation so we can transform anything in our lives. Now from this high space with the angels, we look down and we see the earth with so much love. We see it as it is today. And from this space in the future, from this paradise, with these angels, with the strength, with the love, with the power, with the healing, we stretch out our hands and pour it towards the earth. We pour it into the earth of today, mixing the paradise of the future with the, ev with the power and energy of evolutionary change. And we feel it going right into the gulf all the states, we feel it going into the waters, we feel it going right into the earth, we feel it going into all the people, into all the energies that are behind this, into the causes, into the cores that have set this into motion. We pour it with love, so much love, the love that can change anything, the love that can move mountains, the love that can move oil, the love that can stop oil into the fish, into the wildlife, into the people, into the air. So much love, mixing with the future, mixing with the future paradise, mixing it with the angels, mixing it with their power, mixing it with their love. We see rainbows of light, blue, gold, pink, crystal and blue pouring down. And now we see this great angel lifting up his hand and all the angels lift up their hands. And as we connect, we take in a giant breath. And as we breathe out, we breathe like an electric light that goes down into the gulf, that goes into the whole earth, into everything that's on the earth. And we see like a great ray of electricity, a great ray of this light going right into the center 
where the leak is, and we see light pouring out in every direction. We see light going through the whole earth, electric light, and this electric light begins to spin and whirl in every direction, sending powerful rays of light through the whole earth, through the air, through the fire, through the air, water, every part of the earth. We see it going through governments, through social regimes, through societies, through the media, through everything that could use more light, through people. This beautiful electric light, electric light of paradise, electric light of the angels. And we give our thanks now to these angels. One last time we breathe in and we breathe out love from our hearts. And we say to the, the water, to the oil, to all the peoples of earth, Dear everybody on this earth, I love you. 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 Love can change anything. Now the angel touches our third eye. The angels bow towards us and our angel guide takes our hand we walk back through the corridors to the courtyard of the temple of the angels. We see all the paradise, the beautiful flowers, the beautiful inventions, the beautiful art, the beautiful music that is to unfold in the days and years that are to come. And the angels take our hands and once more we lift up, see the angel temple getting smaller and smaller. As we go through time, through space, through the inner dimensions, back into the sphere of light over where we're sitting. We breathe in this golden sphere and breathe out the top of our head. Breathe in the top of our head, our crown chakra. Breathe out our third eye. Breathe in our third eye. Breathe out our third eye. Breathe in our third eye. Breathe out our throat. Breathe in our throat. Breathe out our heart. Breathe in our heart. And breathe out our heart. And we just feel our body. Feel ourselves back in this room. And know that what we have done has made a difference. All energy that is used for the light builds and builds. And there are legions of angels that watch what we do, what we think, and what we say. And they amplify everything that we do that is for the light. So we thank the angels. And now I thank you for listening to us and for tuning in. And and I bless you all. And I thank you, Loren, for having me on your program. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to leave everyone with this song, Sweet Angels. Visit ericberglund.com for this music. I love you, sweet angels of light. I love you, sweet Angels of light, I feel.
and I feel your grace that now imparts. I feel you in my heart of hearts, and I feel your grace that now imparts. I feel you 